Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. You can't just drink anybody's water these days. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Who wants to make chicken parm on a Tuesday? With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. The wolf hair was growing out of my face. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. We have to at least pretend we are normal, sane people. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And just in time for Halloween, we're bringing you a very frightening episode, (laughs) a scary, spooky episode called What Kind of Momster? This was suggested by a listener, huge shout out from our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash what fresh hellcast. And we asked, what kind of momster are you? We asked people to ask their friends, ask their parenting partners, ask their kids. When have you been the momster in your house? We like to call out our spouses and our children who are often the monsters. But today we're turning our focus. We're, we're looking at the man in the mirror and we're turning our focus inward. You know what this reminds me of? The absolute, not only the best children's book in existence, but I would argue like one of the top five best books ever written is The Monster at the End of This Book. I was going to jump in and be like, I know you're going to say The Monster at the End of This Book. If you don't have it for your kids, get it. You know, it's so Grover goes through this. He's so afraid. It hits on your kids things of like, I said, don't turn the page. And then you turn the page and your kid will like fall about holding his sides. Right. He puts like ropes and bricks up to try to stop you from turning. Yes. You're right. Oh, you won't be strong enough to turn this page. And then you get to the end of the book and the monster at the end of the book is Grover. It was Grover all along. It was Grover. We are the Grover. In this story, we have come to the end of the book, and uh oh. Yes, we've come to the end of the story, and we are the monster. It's us. As you know, and as many people pointed out in the comments, whenever we talk about monsters, I freely admit that I am the monster in my household. <laughs> yes. Like, I am the worst member of my own household. This has never been hard for you to be like, oh, this is me, actually. I do this. No, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is me. My husband is the victim of my monstrosity permanently. But I was glad to see I had some fellow uh, partners in crime out there, some people who were doing it wrong as well. Okay, let's hear it. Let's start with the crime that I am probably the most guilty of. I asked my husband, what is my greatest monster crime? And this is exactly what he came up with. And I was glad to see that many of my sisters in the What Fresh Hell group 
were guilty of the same crime, and it is leaving half-filled cups all over the house. Mm. Becca says, what kind of momster leaves water cups filled with various amounts of water scattered throughout most rooms of the house? (laughs) Alexandra says, I currently have four in my nightstand. My husband calls this phenomenon wife water. (laughs) (laughs) Mine, I will say, I like to mix it up. I have a little bit of Diet Coke, a little bit of tea, some water glass. Like, I don't just fill water glasses and leave them everywhere. You have all kinds of beverages, you mean? There's all sorts of... Sure, you're not picky. All kinds of beverages. There's a litany of beverages. And yeah, I mean, water, it's the question of why I always need a new cup. I don't know. You know? But then my husband does in the morning walk around the house and just silently, without reproach, I will give it to him, just collects all of the glasses and puts them in the dishwasher. I have been the collector and I never really minded because I would just drink it. Like, I don't know whose water this is, but here's some water for me to drink. But now with the last couple of years, like, I feel like there have been like three days in the last two and a half years that we weren't like somebody just was exposed to COVID or might have COVID or just had COVID. So you can't just drink anybody's water these days, even if they're people you gave birth to. But that's usually what that's my solution is just drink it all, but not right now. Yeah. Chelsea says, this is her empty, half-empty water bottles, so it's extra bad for the environment. Oh, that is a monster. She's killing the earth and she's leaving them everywhere. I have tried to get rid of the single-use water bottles, you know, like the Poland Spring everywhere I go. I've tried not to be that monster, but sometimes I am. I have gotten rid of them, but now it's just glasses everywhere. But it's not, at least, it's not earth murder on top of momstering. I like a glass bottle, which you turned me on to, like a refillable glass water bottle. And I even got a nice one with the rubber outside, and I'm carrying this around instead of single use. And then it like it fell out of my bag and made a huge mess on the sidewalk, like glass everywhere. And so back I went to the pool in spring. I momstered but I can raise you one. I did it at the town pool. So I left glass like all over the town pool. I was a huge momster that day. That is a pool momster. Becca says at their house, they choose to blame the glass fairy, which I like. All right. And Bree says in her defense, much like in my defense, one is a coffee cup, one is a coffee mug, one is for water, one is for LaCroix, one is for tea. Wahaha. She makes an evil <laughs> momster noise. Yeah. So this was something that a lot of people um, felt and agreed with. Amy, you may recognize this monster. Tell me if you are this monster. Okay, uh, I'll listen carefully. Jessica says, what kind of monster wants to talk to her new college freshman once a week from several states away, but would settle for proof of life text responses to pics of the family pet? Now, so she's the monster because she wants her college freshmen. She's bribing them with adorable pictures of the family pet. It would really just need like a thumbs up or a ha ha. It wouldn't need to be. I've been there, Jessica. I recently wrote to my kid away at college and I said to him, oldest pup, please bark. And that got him to, (laughs) he typed back bark, bark, (laughs) because I hadn't heard from him in a while. I find even with my tweens, I can keep the lines of communication open by just sending pictures of the pet back and forth. You know, I'm not a pet person, but it's been a huge connector with my children. I'm not asking you to love me. I'm just asking you to show me that you're breathing. I don't think that's so monstery, but I guess our students that are away from home might beg to differ. My kids use the phrase, and now I'm going to get it wrong, and they're going to tell me I'm super cringe. I don't know if it's left me on read or left me on read. Do you know this expression? Left me on Red, I think. I mean, maybe we're both wrong. Yeah. Left me on red, I guess. And it means that like your phone says it's been red, but no response. 
So Jessica is being left on red. I just did this to somebody. Shoot, I just realized this. I just like, somebody texted me a couple days ago, like, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. How are you doing? You left her on red. And I tend to, I don't drop everything to immediately respond to somebody I haven't talked to in three years. Like life goes on, but it isn't that I don't intend to, but this is a person who's much younger than me. And I left this person on red. You left her on red. I'm a momster. I'm the momster friend that gets, I got a lovely text from someone that said something I had done something from was that was so nice and it really touched me and thank you so much. And then my momster instinct is always to say, I will write back when I have time to respectfully yes. write back as this text deserves. And then what do I do? Forever silence. Forever silent so that you write me a nice text. Let me just say on the record. Right, let me just ignore it forever. If you have sent me a lovely text or email or even written me a card, I do at three o'clock in the morning, wake up in a cold sweat thinking I never responded, but I never respond because I'm waiting to formulate a worthy response rather than just saying like, thank you. Which would be better. The more you liked it, the less likely you are to answer at all. I, I am that person. Let me ask you this. Do you respond to your Facebook happy birthday wishes individually or as a group or at all? Like, do you go through and... Not at all. just don't respond at all. Okay. You like them. Well, there's three types of right. people. There's the person who writes a thoughtful response to every happy birthday wish. Yes. I started this and then I got like 50 in and then I just didn't finish. The other 800. Yeah, you were like, I got to get out of this. My like <laughs> guy I dated in right. third grade, like I got nothing to say in response to happy birthday. And it is kind of random who comes. I mean, people love the Facebook birthday, but I do find it random who chooses to wish you happy birthday on Facebook. Like people who I'm like, let me Google and see who that is. Like, I don't, I don't even know. People who are into Facebook. Yeah. Like, who are you? <laughs> let me Google this person that I'm apparently friends with. Yeah. And then, uh, no. So I think I originally, yeah, I wrote back to everyone and then I liked everyone and now I'm out. I'm out entirely. I don't even send the message the next day, which most people do. Thank you for all of the kind birth. Nope. Thanks everyone. Right. I just like to say to everybody, no. I just feel that it is a universally acknowledged thing that you wish me happy birthday on Facebook. I receive them. I gently smile and then I move on with my life. I want to take this one because this is me and I'm a little bit embarrassed. I'm so glad Heather said it first. Heather says, what kind of curly, thick-haired, shedding momster conditions her hair in the shower, resulting in some hair coming out, and then places it on the shower walls, you know, so it doesn't go down the drain, with the objective of throwing it out when her shower is finished, and sometimes that last step is forgotten. Yeah. This is me. Like, if it were, like, psycho, <laughs> let the blood on the motion walls of the shower, except it's, like, my hair. It's my shedding, shedding hair. I was uh, making a note that she needs your hair magnet from uh, what kind of, why isn't this a thing? The plug-in <laughs> electric hair magnet. hair magnet, yes. In the shower. Yeah, that would just collect, people wanted a, a magnet that would collect every loose hair in the entire house. And I had to point out at the time that hair is not actually magnetic. And you were insisting that, like, why hasn't there been a hair magnet invented? And I, I wanted to inform you that... It wouldn't work because hair has no magnetic. This is a hair magnet, but you don't understand. This is a hair magnet. We're just dreaming of a magnet that would only hair. attract yeah. hair. Shower hair. Lee says that, yes, she says, did I write this? I did this once while sharing a hotel room with a friend and was horrified with myself. I must have done it to you. And this means I've been this month. I have definitely seen, we have shared a hotel room and, and in our day, I have seen some Amy hair. It goes everywhere. I have very, very light hair. So 
A, I don't understand the step of, of pasting it to the shower walls. That doesn't ring true with me at all. It comes off in your hands and you put it on the shower walls. Yeah, like you're pulling on the ends of your hair and some comes off and you don't want it to go down the drain and you don't have a pocket. You're in the shower. so <laughs> You don't have a pocket. <laughs> Where am I supposed to put it? On the walls. On the hair magnet? No, I put it. Yeah, so you just wipe, wipe it on the wall like I'll get that after and then... Brie came in hot. She was the monster in so many different ways. She was double checking her kids, hand washing, not believing them. And this one I loved. I am the momster when I set garbage down to do something else, but forget to go back and pick up said garbage. My kid calls me out. And the only excuse I have is because I'm the mom. That's why I don't put my garbage away. Is this like coffee grounds? Like what sort of garbage is this? Like a crumpled up piece of paper? That's a thing. No, it's just like, you know how it drives you crazy when your kids like eat a granola bar and like why? What kind of monster would leave the wrapper there? But then when you do it, you're like, well, listen, I forgot. Yes, I have definitely been this monster. Like, but you do the same thing. It's like, but I know that I'm going to pick it up eventually. And you also know that I'm going to pick up your garbage eventually. Like all the garbage is for mom to pick up. So I can leave stuff around because I know I'm going to pick it up. But when you leave stuff around, you also know I'm going to pick it up. I'm not sure I'm right about that, but that's the hill I die on in those situations. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of like monster hypocrisy in terms of like my demands are this except for for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is where I am always the monster in my house that I'm like, can we please have some order around here while I just like fling clothes in every (laughs) single direction? (laughs) This was a popular monster. Kelly says, I always throw giant empty boxes down by the garage until they are backed up and we can't walk out the door. My husband every so often will break them down for recycling. Yes. This is my husband's second call out for me on being the monster. He just has one simple request. We have a cardboard recycling bin in the kitchen, and he wants and needs and requests that any boxes that go into the cardboard recycling should be flat. Should be broken down, right, so you can fit them in there and fit more in there. Yes. But many times I just throw them in whole, and I think he'll do it later. He will have to take them back out of the recycling bin and flatten them and then put them back in. See this how this manifests? It's not much to ask, but I don't do it. it this manifests in our house. We have to, because I live in an apartment building, we have to take our boxes to a separate floor, you know, where they are recycled for the whole building. There's 65 apartments in our building. And I leave these in the front hall by the door for them to have to go to this other floor, but they also have to be broken down. And so... I don't break them down and take them down. My husband will sometimes take them down without breaking them down. And I'm like, that's an outrage. You can't make the people who work for this building break them down for us. Plus, I say our apartment number right on them in big marker. They'll know it was us. You have to break them down. But then they just... You've been implicated. But then they just live in the front hall for two weeks otherwise, because I can't take the 15 seconds to like find the scissors and, you know, break the tape and break it down. Let me tell you, when the Dateline special, who didn't break down these boxes comes out, the trail of clues is going to lead right to your door, literally. You can tell who the monster is if it's written on the box. Lindsay is singing my song. I am also this monster. Chuck large cardboard boxes into the garage, thus blocking the walkway, then curse myself at tripping over those same large boxes. Once every once in a while, break down the boxes, promise to change my ways, don't change, rinse, repeat. Yes. I do this except for my husband always breaks down the boxes. And I will tell you, sometimes it's because of my monstrous kids. Because what happens is I go to open the freezer. We have a drawer freezer, which I could do a whole show on why did someone think that was better than the side-by-side freezers? Because you can't get a side-by-side freezer anymore. But the drawer is always blocked in my house. Like you can't open it? You can't open it because it's too full. 
It's too full of boxes of popsicles where there's only one popsicle left and you don't even have to have the box anymore. Yes, yes, I'm familiar. Or in our case, let's be honest, empty boxes. (laughs) So then I angrily pull out the empty box and just fling it into the recycling in a rage. And that's why it's not broken down. Oh, that should be allowed. It should. Well, could you call my husband for me and let him know that that should be allowed? Because he doesn't seem to understand. We will be back with even more frightening momsters. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby's skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. (laughs) But all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Amy, there's a lot of toilet paper-based monsters. Okay. All right. Brooke says, what kind of momster realizes all the upstairs toilet paper is out and thus uses tissues until her husband is forced to wrangle the Costco pack in the basement for more toilet paper? Wow. I feel like this is just like some things husbands have to do. Go get toilet paper? Not in my house. No. I'm big on like, that's your job. Garbage and like interacting with anything from Costco is my, I buy it, but then once it's in the house, my husband has to bring it up from the basement. Uh, you know, we talked about this, I remember during the pandemic, because when we were talking about like running out of toilet paper, like it got serious there for a while, right? Like we were all like yes. considering it was getting very real, very, very real. And that it was much more real to me than to my husband and sons because 
I need toilet paper every time I go to the bathroom and they need toilet paper sort of once in a while. And so they were willing to, my friend's husband traded some toilet paper like for some sourdough starter. And she was like, what are you doing? What kind of monster? We're going to die with the toilet paper. Right. But he didn't get it. And so similarly, I feel like the monsters in my house who are male you know, the toilet paper runs out and they're like, that's neither here nor there for them. They don't realize like what a desperate situation that is. They, they don't, don't care. They don't care. They don't care. Amy, we're supposed to be keeping the focus on ourselves here. We're supposed to be looking at the man in the mirror. Let me give you Tiffany's because this is, they talk about an escalation. My daughter has a phrase, roses are red, cacti are prickly. Oh my goodness, that escalated quickly. <laughs> okay. Listen to what's happening at Tiffany's house. What kind of monster leaves the roll of TP empty on the holder and doesn't replace it, forcing her loving husband to have to text her to rescue him with more toilet paper? There may or may not have been a threat of him using my favorite fuzzy socks. Uh, that seems like just retribution to me. Good thing she was home. Yeah, it was really, really good. I assume she was home. Maybe she had her return from a nice night out to bring him toilet paper. But you got what you deserved. Julia is speaking my language with this because we talk, I've talked many times about meal planning. Don't come at me with meal planning. What kind of monster cannot follow her own meal plan she spent hours making and shopping for every single week? This is where I fall down on the meal planning. She can't follow her own meal plan, is she saying? Yes, like I do this all the time. I make a meal plan. And then I buy all of the ingredients. So it's like Tuesday, it's chicken parm. And then Tuesday, about four o'clock, I finish working for the day. I've picked up the kids and I'm like, let's just get Chinese food. I just, who wants to make chicken parm on a Tuesday? Not me. I see. My Sunday self thinks I will want to make chicken parm on Tuesday and therefore shops for all the ingredients and puts them in the fridge. But then my Tuesday self is just like, let's get taken. I've been the momster who's like, yes, chicken parm on Tuesday, like neglecting to notice that this one's not home and that one's not home. And actually, I'm not home either. And so, right. And so then you have a refrigerator full of ingredients for meals that didn't need to be made at all. That's wasting food. I want to be the person who meal plans and executes. I am very occasionally the person who meal plans and I am very rarely the person who executes on my meal plan. This is a funny one. Panic tipping. Chelsea says, anybody else a panic tipper? The option to tip pops up on the screen and I just panic and tip the biggest one or I hand over the biggest bill I have in my wallet. I don't even want to know how much money I've wasted doing this. Why am I like this? I want to say I was away this weekend, girls weekend. And we were both struck. We were in a very, very touristy area. And we were both struck by the fact that like once you start to use your iPhone for everything, which I now do, like I just want to pay for everything with my iPhone. I don't carry cash. Every time you use one of those things, it doesn't matter where it is. The screen suddenly turns and it's like, do you want to tip 25 or 20 percent? And I'm like, whoa, I don't want to tip anything. I want to run away. Right. I bought a bottle of water. Right. Right. Yeah. And they're standing there pretending they're not like, I hate the whole, like they turn the screen around. It's like, I'm not looking. It's like, you're looking like we both know that I'm deciding if I'm giving you extra money or not or how much right now. And so then you, yeah, then you just tip 25% on a bottle of water. Yeah. And a lot of people came in and was like, that's just good karma. It's fine. And I do try to look at it that way of like, okay, you're directly helping people. Nobody's living off of your generous tips. Like, but it has gotten a little bit to the point that like, I just, I mean, on my getaway, I was tipping people like 25 times a day. And then, yeah, it seemed like the default was 25%. 
which is a lot on a dinner bill, you know, it's a quarter of your bill. I have two thoughts on this. The first one is that I'm never so sure that the person behind the counter is really going to get the, you know, dollar and seven cents that I've tipped for the bagel with cream cheese, right? Because it's on a credit card. Like, are they really going to see that? I am not sure. Right. That's my first hesitation on this. Then I always tip something anyway, I will say. But the other thing was that I feel like there has been this sort of pandemic hangover thing of like, thank you for showing up to work at this bagel store. Like, you don't have to be here. Thank you for... Yes, yes. ...giving me this bagel and cream cheese when you could just quit and stay home and then this bagel shop wouldn't be open. But when is the expiration date on that? Like, when do we have to stop, like, thanking people extra for literally being anywhere? I mean, I believe it's never. I basically come down on the vibe of like, okay, all right. But I get it. It does cut into your budget. Like, I hate to be... I waited tables for years and years. I'm not an anti-tipping person, but I do find that the phone and the phone just already has the monster problem of like, I'm not really spending money. I'm just clicking on the side of my phone. You write this magic. Yes. Yes. And then the tipping just kind of flies into that. And it's just basically a way of siphoning money out of your life in a million different directions. Maybe the answer is to just stay home. <laughs> Amy Charmaine is the kind of momster who scheduled family pictures right after dinner. So everyone had to scramble around the house, yanking on clothes, combing hair, while she yells, hurry up for the love of God, and then tells everyone to smile big for the camera because we have to at least pretend we are normal sane people. I mean, is it the after dinner part or is it just the family pictures part? Like, it's never a pleasant preparation. I was going to say, this is, it's not a timing problem. It's just, there's no, here, we're going to save you so much angst right now with the following phrase. There's no good time to take a family picture. It's always a nightmare. I guess if you really wanted to try to make it work, do it very first thing in the morning, like after you feed them something. But there's no way you're taking a family picture without screaming, yanking clothes on, furiously brushing hair while people cry, and then screaming, look like a happy family. And then they're teenagers. And like, we just were on family vacation this summer. And every time I said, let's take a family picture, one or more of them would be like, what? No, you didn't tell me I was going to take a family picture. Like they weren't like camera ready. So yeah. Finally, I had to be like, we're taking one tonight, family picture. So get ready. Do get ready however you want, which I know probably sounds like heaven, Charmaine. My kids are old enough that they get their own hair ready. But it's another problem. You have to divest yourself from caring what the hair and clothes look like in the picture. If you feel ready, then you're ready, even if your collar is half in and half out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you can't like put them in cute sweater vests anymore because they're like 16. No. Yeah, I have a child who regularly announces, I will take one picture and that's it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not how this is going to roll for you. You're going to stand there and smile or you're not getting to go on like the pumpkin hayride or whatever. I use a lot of angry threats and my family pictures look great as a result. Great. That's, it works out. I want to do this next one because this one I thought this came up this week elsewhere on Facebook. Lauren says, what kind of monster feeds the baby while scrolling TikTok in peace and quiet. I don't find that monstrous at all. No. So Janet Lansbury, who um, is a parenting expert, huge following, big podcast. She put a thing up on Facebook this week, basically saying she was old school, like, don't ignore your baby. This bonding time is so important while you're nursing the baby or feeding the baby. Just like look down and make eye contact. Don't be distracted on your phone all the time. And the clap back she got from 10,000 People being like, are you kidding me? Like, I spend 20 hours a week breastfeeding? No, that's low. How much you spend 
I mean, gosh, you spend 30 hours a week breastfeeding when they're like a month old. Like, I'm going to spend some of it looking at the phone and who cares? I spent most of mine like watching Dr. Phil. I can't say it was great time being spent. I was going to say, I was watching Roseanne reruns. Like, I certainly wasn't gazing lovingly into my baby's eyes. And sometimes I was. Sometimes I was. And a lot of times I wasn't. And it's too much to ask. I don't think this is momstery at all. No. Scroll TikTok. I mean, you'll be fine. You got plenty of gazing into the eyes time. Believe me. I really enjoyed this from Nicole. What kind of momsters hides her husband's and children's stuff by putting them where they belong? Oh, yeah. I'm sure this has happened to you, right? Yes. Where it's like, where are my shoes? And it's like, well, they're on the shoe rack by the front door where shoes go. Oh, they're not. Like, if I were in that situation, I would say, like, well, I don't know. If I found them, I would put them in the shoe bins by the front door, which is where they would go. If they're not there, then I don't know where they are because that's where I would put them. And they're like... I am this monster to myself, which is I'll be looking for something endlessly and I will find that I hung it up, which is the last place I would ever look for it. On a hanger. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, on a hanger in my closet. What kind of monster did this? (laughs) Certainly not me. My husband and I both have like multiple pairs of glasses. We actually, funny, funnily ordered the same exact pair of glasses, like from Warby Parker. Like we both have the glasses, different prescriptions, same frames, but one is his and one is mine. And we are constantly, you know, picking up each other's glasses and moving them into a different place and putting them. We we really need a system. We need a glasses magnet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Amy, you and the magnets. You really need to talk to the magnet people about the new varieties. All the drinking glasses or eyeglasses. Yeah. Yeah. You want magnets. You're asking a lot of magnets. That's what I'm going to say. Lisa is a dishwasher criminal. She continually takes out one dish out of the clean dishwasher, which disables the clean light, forgets to unload the rest, and then causes her husband to freak out when he realizes he's been loading dirty dishes in with the clean ones. By the way, why can't I manually push the green clean button back on if I only have time to take a few dishes out? Why isn't that a thing? And why isn't this? Yeah, my dishwasher doesn't have this, but we have definitely. And then a lot of people weighed in about their clean and dirty stickers and magnets and such. You know, you can flip it to say clean. Yeah. This would involve someone flipping it the right way. I would say having you tried this system, the clean magnet only... It's useless. Like, does it mean someone forgot to flip it or does it mean that the dishes are clean? I mean, can't you just open the dishwasher and look at the dishes and see if they look dirty or clean? Yeah, but I am a big, we've discussed, I'm big on, you have to fully rinse the dishes. I do not like dirty dishes in the dishwasher. Oh, right, 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 right. Your dishes are like pretty clean. (laughs) They're pretty clean. So I can usually pull a coffee cup because coffee cups usually have like a little ring in them or something. Telltale. Yes, a little something. But I have, on more than one occasion, emptied half the dishwasher before realizing that they're dirty. And it's so disgusting. Then I have to basically clean everything in the house because dirty dishes have have like been with the clean dishes. Burn it down. This is kind of a this can't be fixed, I would say. And you're bringing this to me and I'm telling you this is a this can't be fixed. I mean, I hate to say this to Lisa. The only way to fix it is to unload it when you want one thing out of it. But I understand the instinct of like, I just want my mug. Oh. Can't be fixed. Yeah. It can't be fixed. Tracy and oh, I am this monster. This is another thing. My husband did not mention it, but he would like me to stop doing this. Okay. 
Every month, I randomly subscribe to a new app or cheap subscription and click on the free trial knowing it needs to be canceled on time. I never cancel it in time because I forget. Then I avoid looking at that part of my bank statement because I don't want to see the charge. I usually cancel it within a month or two, so I pay around $4.99 a month for each one, although there have been a few that charged a yearly fee and I didn't cancel in the first seven days. Oh, Whoops. No. I am definitely this monster. In fact, Amy, give me one minute. I need to make a note that I subscribed to a channel that I wanted to watch one show <laughs> on and I am literally writing blank cancel because this is the other thing, right? Like you hear about a show and it's on like, you know, examine plus and you're like, well, I don't want that channel, but I do want to watch my show, but I'll watch it with a free trial. They get you every time. Yeah. See, I don't, it's funny. I'm just like, well, I want to watch that, but no way I'm doing a free trial. Free, but I won't. Free. Right. You're never paying that $4.99. They're not going to get you. But I love that Tracy avoids looking at that part of her bank statement. <laughs> oh, that's exactly <laughs> me. That she knows like that's there. That the reminder is right there, but I'm not going to look at it so I don't see that I'm paying for Hulu Plus every month and I forgot. I feel like there needs to be a budgeting book that just addresses the fact that you don't have enough money. Because that's the thing. It's like, make a budget, and then you make a budget. And you're like, well, there's nothing I want to cut out, but we don't have enough money. So I guess I'll rip this budget up and pretend it didn't happen. I almost bought these yesterday until I realized I could just, you know, make it for myself and Canva. Um, like phone wallpaper that you pick up on your home screen and it could say like... TikTok, really? Or like, do you really need to do this right now? Or like, leave it closed to avoid? Because we pick up our phones. It was some statistic. Like, we pick up our phones like 250 times a day. Like, we're broken as a society with this. <laughs> and so there's this wallpaper that just, you know, kind of tells you like, could you maybe do something else? So I'll create one. Maybe I'll share it in, in the Facebook group. I'm not, Does it one. work? If you looked at that, like, do you really need to look at Facebook right now? I'd be like, oh, fine. Even if you took your pickup of your phone and turn it on down to like 100 times a day from 250, wouldn't you Still live a better it. life? You would. So anyway, there should be a little thing that pops up. You should pay me a lot of money to create a little app that pops up when you go to subscribe to something. It's like, do you, do you really want this though? Do you, mm. do you really want this in your bank statement next month? No. You don't no, this. you don't. We have saved some of our scariest and most bizarre monsters for part three, and we will be right back. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code FRESH at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. 
don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Just in time for spooky season. It's a monster that's so horrifying, so spectacularly scary, it can only be found. Hiding in the pantry and eating cookies even though she told her children there was nothing left for dessert. I'm not doing anything in here. No, I'm cleaning. Go to bed. The kind of deranged creature that will sing Disney songs while driving, no matter the humiliation it brings to her offspring. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. Oh, Mom, that is so cringe. In her peak terror form, she will even tell her children of her affection for them in front of their friends. I love you, sweetie. You're so precious to me. Mom, please stop. You are embarrassing me. She's a cup user. Seriously, there are 23 empty mugs in here. How is that even possible? A minivan defiler. Can you really not smell that? There's a half-eaten cheeseburger back here. And if you turn your back on her, she'll order things off of Amazon that you definitely don't need. Ding dong. Oh, that must be my new accent rug. Don't we already have an accent rug? This is to accent that accent rug. This fall, the question on everyone's mind is, what kind of monster? Coming soon to a home near you. Amy Delaney really made me laugh. What kind of monster in response to an ice maker that spits ice cubes everywhere but inside her cup angrily kicks the ice cubes under the refrigerator never to be seen again? (laughs) This is everyone in my house, but I will say we take it to another level by kicking them in random areas so that later you fall in the water that they've melted on your kitchen floor. Yeah. We get angry and kick the ice and then just leave like patches of doom all over the kitchen floor for people to fall into. I was this momster just last week. So my daughter has taken to putting on, she's a teenager, and she's taken to putting her makeup on in our bathroom because we have much better, uh, well, she doesn't have a window in her bathroom and we have a window in ours, so better light. So she's in our bathroom all the time in the mornings, which is driving my husband slowly insane. And I'm kind of taking her side like, well, the light is better. She doesn't need to be in here. Anyway, her contouring will not look right without a window. Right, right. And there's like extensive, exactly, contouring and leveling happening, brushes. So she's leaving her stuff all around on our counter, of course. And when an eyeshadow brush fell and it rolled like underneath our bathtub, like who knew our bathtub had space underneath it? It does. It's not like a cloth that's just slightly elevated enough for a brush to go underneath. So I saw it roll and I tried to get it for like, you know, 30 seconds. Then I just was like, eh, like, I don't care. Like, it's gone forever. And it wasn't even like a day later. She's like, have you seen my eyeshadow brush? Like, I'm missing the most important brush in my, you know, 36 brush arsenal. This eyeshadow brush, where is it? Do you know where it is? And I, I fessed up. Like, I, I, I let it roll under the bathtub and <laughs> didn't care enough to get it. Did she? Was she able to recover it? We recovered it. Like, we, you needed to get something that was like long enough and thin enough to a yardstick or something. Anyway, we got it out. Um, but yeah, that. so I'm the monster who like... 
you know, loses something underneath the bathtub. I'm like, mm, it's not mine. I don't care. Yeah. Michaela says, what kind of momster loves Vivo so much that she puts it in for the toddler at least once a day when she is over taxiing the brother around and starts to fuss? At this point, my husband is trying to tell me that the littlest doesn't even like the movie. Lies. Our dance party says otherwise because he is so over the songs, but it is so good. Can't stop, won't stop. So she's listening to Vivo and saying the toddler wants to listen to it. But really, it's her who wants to listen to it. It's on constant repeat. And Julia says any animated film that my family now hates, all the Disney too. I don't identify with this one. Yeah. I, well, I'll find this often that my kids, it's not so much Disney songs, but my kids will get me into a song. And then I get into it too late. And when I try to play it in the car, they're like, that song's over. It's cringe. That happened with driver's license. You know that song? I got my driver's license last week. I got way into it like a month too late. And my kids act like, what kind of momster is still into driver's license? And it's me. I'm a little late to the game. The shelf life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even try. The youngs and their music. Yeah. Maddie says she needs snacks. As my husband well knows, says Maddie, if I'm hungry or tired, do not speak to me. I will whip you a new one and not feel bad about it, especially while traveling. So my husband has learned to keep snacks on the ready. I have said early on the podcast, but probably not lately, that when I got married to my husband, I gave him the best piece of advice ever, which is that when I'm in a bad mood, 90% of the time I need a snack or a nap. Like, that is what makes me crazy. And now, whenever I start yelling at him, he gives me food. And it's like, I'm like a trained bear. Like, I start to get angry, and then he hands me a snack, and I'm much better. So this is news you can use, people. Tell your husbands, remember, a snack or a nap before we have any lengthy conversation. Because we could have a four-hour conversation about why you left your socks on the floor. Or you could just give me a snack, and I would forget about it. I was in Spain with my husband, pregnant with number one, so we weren't parents yet, but I was maybe halfway through my first pregnancy, and we were looking for a place to go to dinner. And you know how that goes when you're pregnant, that you just go from like, I should probably eat something pretty soon, to like, no, 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 you become the bear. I, I just went to that place, and finally I just was like, I need, I walked into a store, like a, you know, a deli, whatever the equivalent was in Spain, and got a candy bar and he just was so like we're eating we're eating and like it's too like don't you understand it's too late as i was like shoving an almond joy equivalent in my mouth can you not see like the wolf hair growing out of my face as i am about to devour you yes the wolf hair was growing out of my face that was exactly right like i was so into the red and he was trying to stop me because the last thing you want somebody to do is eat a candy bar, right? Like I was like a, a four-year-old and it makes me think about the times when the four-year-old is losing it. You're like, no, don't, you're going to ruin your dinner. But it's like, unless you have dinner in your hand, I'm going to yeah. need to eat this. Rosie, I love this. What kind of momster turns her wine rack into toy jail? <laughs> toy jail. I introduced to Sarah, who works on the podcast, the confiscation closet. So when we were growing up, there was a confiscation closet in the house and if you misbehaved with a toy, it went into the confiscation closet and it was confiscated. And she was saying that she picked this up and that her four-year-old is like, I want it from the confiscation closet. <laughs> and so I have introduced my mom's momstering ways into Sarah's life as a gift. But I do like toy jail. Crystal says, brilliant. I have toy jail on top of the fridge. So toy jail is like one of your kids uses a toy to inflict damage on a sibling. Yes. It gets confiscated. Yes. 
Okay. Confiscation goes in the confiscation closet or into the wine rack and toy chair. Or even are like if the two of them are fighting, if there's like a Lego figurine that the two of them are like, ah, and, they, and they're fighting about that. Does that go to toy jail too? Yes. Right to toy jail or into the confiscation closet. It's not the toy's fault, but. Listen, no, there should have been a whole arc in Toy Story about this. Like the toy who is put in toy jail, <laughs> although it's totally unjust. They need a toy lawyer to represent them because they don't belong in toy jail just because Jimmy hit Sally in the face with them. That's not their fault. Send that right to your old agent because that hasn't already happened. It's just a sign that there weren't enough moms in that writing staff. Yeah. I've got a new series. I've got a discre- uh, Toy Story 5, 6. What are we up to? I think I've nailed it. I think you're going to really relate to this momster. Tell me if I'm correct. I really singled this one out. Lindsay says, what kind of momster cries to her husband that she needs help and he offers to pack the kids for a trip just for her to repack Everything because it wasn't done correctly. Maybe me, momster. (laughs) Maybe also me. I read that and I was like, I feel that Amy has done this at some point in her life. Yeah. And not feeling it as like I would do it and still think, yeah, like, thanks for helping me pack. And but definitely your partner can receive that as like, and now you're just going to redo it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you don't mean it as insulting. You mean it as like, and now I'll make it perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm not this monster. My husband is this monster to me. He is the dad, dadster, dad monster. He repacks the dishwasher. My mom was this monster. Like, I would do the dishes and then she would come in and just read. Like, sometimes I want to be like, I'm 30 years old. Like, it's fine. The dishwasher is fine the way it is. But it was not to her specification. You know, it's so funny. So I'm just occurring to me that my spouse and I have this like, yeah, he is like, he gives up on the dishwasher. Like, well, nothing else can fit in here. I'm like, get out of my way. Like, I could fit like 40% more dirty dishes in there. Like, the dishwasher is quote unquote full while there's still like all these dirty dishes around. Like, let me at it. But then, so he would be like, yo, no, I don't know how to do that. That's magic. Only you can do that. But then when it comes to the trunk of the car and packing for a vacation. It's like, please stand aside. Only the dad can really know. And, and I let him because it's a hard job and he's really good at it. Like use every millimeter of space. But when it comes to the dishwasher, he's just not interested. And when it comes to the trunk, I'm like, please, please do it instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband is all trunk and he's good at the dishwasher. <laughs> he's an engineer. I'm like, all right, let me leave right. you to it. Max Kayla is the kind of monster who forgets there's a dirty diaper in the trunk of the van. And she remembered as she was writing this and said she will probably forget after she types it. That's her. A lot of minivan monsters, a lot of people really leaving disgusting minivans. I do think you get a little nose blind after a while. Like, I definitely remember getting into my brother and his wife, who were very neat people. I would get into their minivan and be like, do they not smell that smell? And it's just like, oh, no, that's just how a minivan smells. It's just feet and butts and food. It's just gross. It smells bad. But you are the victim of your own crime here. I mean, right? If you forgot the diaper, I think. uh, I think you get nose blind. I really do. I think, I mean, the diaper you'd probably get. But I mean, a friend of mine was just saying that they got into their car after a family. They were at like one of those indoor water park getaways. So they left their car for like three days and they opened the car and it was full, like so full they couldn't get in it of fruit flies, like thousands of fruit flies in the car. Oh, my God. You should see the face that Amy is making. Three days. So that someone had left a banana in there and they like couldn't drive the car. They had to like take the banana out and then like go on a fruit fly murder spree and like air out the car. I mean, that you'd notice. But I think the small things get away from you. You really are very horrified by that story. Wow. Very frightened. Yeah. Yeah. How about a palate cleanser? Emily is apparently perfect in every way. She asked her husband 
this question, how is she the momster? She says he made several faces and searched his memory and said he couldn't think of anything. Emily, congratulations. A perfect wife and mom or someone whose husband is incredibly frightened of them. That's right. Right. We can't quite tell at this juncture, but... Right. You're either the, the least or the greatest momster of all. I believe there was a slight wink in Emily's response. She might understand that she's not entirely perfect, but yes. I mean... Oh, okay. Maybe. Let's hope for all of us. I mean, perfection is not what we're after, but let us all try to be more like Emily who is perfect or has frightened her husband into claiming that she is perfect. Either one of those could work for us. <laughs> you know how you could move a little closer towards uh, what fresh hell appreciation perfection is by signing up for our newsletter. The link is in the show notes. You can also go to whatfreshhellpodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter. Here's why. Once a month, we're going to send you, the, you know, our favorite episodes in the last month, links to special events that might be coming up, other places you can find us, and other things that we're reading, watching, listening to, since everybody enjoys that so much. Some special little treats. It's a way for us to be in touch. So sign up. Even a little more What Fresh Hell in your lives. Sign up for the newsletter. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a perfect thing to forward on to your friend who kind of doesn't get what a podcast is or your mom who would really like a certain episode or whatever. It's a perfect shareable podcast thing for somebody who doesn't really know they like podcasts yet. Love it. Love it. You momsters, keep it spooky out there. Keep frightening everyone with your horrible momster behaviors. And we will talk to you next week. Have a happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. 
On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 